This episode of the Vacant House Podcast is brought to you by the guy in Hong Kong who spoiled Marvel's Avengers Endgame. Screaming spoilers in the movie theaters as people are in line to see the movie probably isn't the smartest move. So, while violence usually isn't the answer, you probably deserved it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. My name is Spike Salter, and this is the Vacant House Podcast. Joining me today, as always, is the cutest can be, Kyle Bargo. Why, hi there. And the devilishly handsome Hayden Snook. Howdy, partner. <laughs> yes. Uh, so today we have a very fun episode planned for everyone who is listening with the final Avengers movie, so Endgame, out in theaters right now. And don't worry, we won't spoil anything for anybody. Uh, I'm making all Ooh. kinds of history... We thought we would take this opportunity to discuss not only about Marvel movies, but about our personal favorites of all time. But of course, as always, let's do our favorite segment and very creatively called, What's New With You Guys? Hayden, go ahead. So, nothing's really new with me, but I gotta give a shout out to my beautiful, wonderful girlfriend, Allie Thompson, who finally got her license after a whole 21 years of age. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, Allie. Woo. woo. So it was actually a lot of work for her and she took her a lot of courage. She actually has like a pretty big fear of driving. So I'm really proud of her and I'm, I love her and good for her. That's awesome. What about you? So on Friday we had our yearly bar golf championship for our program at work. So if you don't know what bar golf is, it's essentially, like a bar crawl where you have to drink something each bar and you get scored based on what you drank and you have hole-in-one opportunities. Essentially, you're looking for the lowest score you can get. Uh, so by the ninth, I told myself coming to this, I wasn't going to go that hard. And by the ninth hole, I I don't want to say I blacked out, but things started getting a little bit blurry. But I woke up and I had the trophy. So I guess I won. Everyone at work was giving me shit this morning about it about how I said I wasn't going to go hard at all. But at the end of the day, you do what you're supposed to do, right? It's hey meant man, to be. A win is a win. That's what I a said. A win is a win, yeah. I'm curious. Like, when you do these drinking events with coworkers, do you ever worry about, like, what people think of you? You definitely do. And that's why you would think that you wouldn't want to go super hard and just be belligerent. Now, I would like to think – and I think I know that I'm not – I have a filter with my belligerence, my level of belligerence. But the fact that if it was just me and, and my boss and the people I work with, it would be a completely different story. But everyone in this program is the same age as us. Um, a lot of them are new to the Pittsburgh area. So it's really like a second group of friends out here. So, I mean, we we go out pretty often, so they really know who I am and I know who they are. So at the end of the day, it's, it's, uh, it's just – Getting to know, getting to know them better, getting to know the area, and just having some fun. Absolutely, absolutely. What about you, Spike? So this week is Brock's wedding week, and I know we're all pumped about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the bachelor party on Thursday, which he doesn't know anything about, and we're going to try and keep it that way. And then we have the wedding on Saturday, and it's kind of a a bittersweet thing for us because it's 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 very exciting because it's one of our, our best pals getting married. But at the same time, I think it's even more of a, a kick to us that real life setting in and we're getting pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is the first, like, you know, some of our not really friends, but some of the people we know from high school were having kids and, and you have that little nudge. And now it's like, Oh my gosh, one of our buddies is getting married. And then another one of our buddies is getting married like a little more than a month away. Mm. and it's just i don't know it's all coming at once and it, it's kind of kind of gets married in. in a year Barger gets married a in a, more than what, a year and a half? yeah yeah yep <sighs> october so yeah I, I think you hit the nail on the head where it we've seen people our age get married and have kids but no one we're like so insanely close with yes so it's gonna be very interesting and i know spike you're the best man so i know you might have some nerves and i'm sure you're gonna be excited to just get the wedding over with, like have fun at the wedding, but also get like this giant hanging cloud of stress off your, off your head. I'm, I'm super 
pumped about it all. I mean, I'm super pumped mm-hmm. about the bachelor party. I think it'll be fine. Like I told you guys before, and without ruining anything, just in case he listens to this, like mm-hmm. I'm more worried that he won't like it than us having fun. Like I know we're going to have fun. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping he's not expecting us to like kidnap him. And all of a sudden he's in a plane and he has to skydive, you know, like one of those crazy <laughs> there's strippers, there's strippers that are attached to his body as he's that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that that's one of my worries. And the other worry is just the speech, which, Obviously, I want to read it in front of you guys just to make sure it's good. That's the other mm-hmm. thing is that, like, I I have no idea what I'm doing. And for the speech, it's like, I, you know, I know I'm supposed to, like, in- include a few jokes and be sweet. But, like, I have no idea how to do that necessarily. So I, I hope it's good. I hope he likes it. I hope everybody else likes it. And I hope it's as memorable as a time uh, for him as it is us. So mm-hmm. that's that's really that. Amen. Um. So before we actually jump into things, guys, um, real quick, I'd like to ask the audience out there to subscribe and review our podcast on whichever platform uh, they're using today. So iTunes, uh, Spotify, whatever that may be, uh, comment for us. We love the comments. We love the feedback, positive or negative. Uh, it, mo- it motivates us to keep moving forward, and that's that's extremely true. Also, we're posting uh, weekly content on our Instagram page, and that's at Bacon House PC. Again, at Bacon House PC. Give us a follow. Uh, it's also Twitter, the same thing. Uh, please go check us out. Give us a follow. Also, we're doing an in-the-mail promo. So when you go to our Instagram page, at Vacant House PC, first of all, uh, follow us if you haven't been. Uh, go to our in-the-mail uh, in promo. Click there. Ask us a question. Ask away. Ask serious, silly, whatever you want. Um, we're going to be doing a mailback episode here soon. Um, a full episode, as I understand. We're going to be answering questions and just having a good time with that. And then hopefully throughout the podcast history, just kind of doing little segments here and there. So uh, that will never really go away. Keep asking. All right, guys, after all that. So obviously, uh, last weekend and this week is a huge week in uh, movie history. In fact, uh, the biggest in movie history with Marvel's uh, Avengers Endgame. And I guess my first question, just kind of starting out with the basics. Did you guys ever really get into them? Uh, Why or why not? And Bargo, we'll start with you. So that is a big no for me. I'm not big into superhero movies because I feel like they always end up the same. Now, that being said, I have given them a chance. I watched the uh, Captain America that was like five, six years ago or something like that. That was uh, with me and Rudd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a while ago. That was still in high school, I think. So yes, I guess that would have been seven, eight years ago now. I th- yeah. think I watched Iron Man 2 without watching Iron Man, but to be fair, the first movie in the series, was it Hulk or Iron Man? Iron Man 1. Okay, so I'd never watched that, so I got started off on the wrong foot. It's like it's like watching Game of Thrones two seasons, and you're going to be confused, and it's not going to make a whole lot of sense. Yes. And I will give these movies some credit, because watching Captain America, there's a lot of things you don't understand, but you can still enjoy it, and there's still a lot, a lot there just in that movie. So like they all tie into each other, but it's also not completely dependent on the last one, which is nice. But from what I understand, I know Spike, you're really into it. Uh, this has a cult following. There's people that are, are all engulfed in the Marvel Universe in a similar way people are to Game of Thrones. So I definitely got to give it credit and you got to give Disney credit too, because Disney owns the rights to Marvel and they are doing really well right now because I think it was a record-breaking box office uh first week right yeah i mean it already has 1.2 billion yeah that's absolutely insane and i'm pretty sure marvel slash disney i think they end up keeping like 40 50 percent of ticket sales yeah that and that that's a that's a lot of money from one movie i know they put a lot into it but that's that's a big a big thumbs up for them hayden what about you i never really got into them uh it i don't know superhero movies never really kind of got me going spider-man i always watch the spider-man movies uh especially the original peter parker who who played the original peter parker was that toby mcguire yeah toby mcguire the movies he was in i really loved when i was a kid but i don't even think that it literally counts as the avengers series right no. now does it so no no nope. it doesn't really matter those are the only superhero movies i really got into uh i know there was a movie it might have been infinity war that i saw at school with a couple of my buddies, Matt Denver, Bargo, I think you were there, weren't I you? I think I was. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, to see yeah. Infinity War. Yeah, and that was that was a I pretty think. good movie. But if you don't know the story behind it, it it isn't as exciting for you. Like 
Matt Denver was super excited to see it. And I was just kind of there. <laughs> you know, I was not there. I don't think, I don't think I saw infinity War. I think I saw like captain America, like civil war or something. I saw something like civil, a year. Civil, civil war, right? War. It wasn't yeah. civil war, Bart spike. What was it? I, I mean, the one that Bargo would have watched with me a long time ago would have been Captain America Winter Soldier. Okay. No, uh, Civil War came out in 2015, I believe. Okay. Bargo, I'm pretty sure you were at Infinity War. I very well could have been. I mean, the only what, times I can think of... Which one was the one with Thanos? Was Thanos in Infinity War? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Th- yeah, Thanos was in Infinity War. Yes, correct. Is that that's where the bad thing happened? I don't think I watched a movie with Thanos in it, though. No, I didn't either. It, it was in... It was in the Huntington Theater, Bargo, and you were there. I know, but regardless, yeah. I haven't. I never got into superhero movies, uh, and it's probably because I just just didn't pay attention to it much. I guess. Yeah. No. I mean, just that... a fun, just a fun fact, real quick. I think the only movies I've seen in the Huntington Theater were two Matt Gaynor movies, uh, Moana. Uh, an, an Avengers movie. I don't know what it was. Not Avengers, a, a Marvel movie. And then what's Maybe the... Maybe it was Marvel. Maybe it was Marvel. Well, these are all Marvel, but I just don't remember. The Marvel is Avengers. I, oh my goodness. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. I, I'm losing. I'm pulling my hair out at this. But the other thing I watched was Fifty Shades of Grey. So a very, oh boy. A very big variety in the Huntington Embassy. <laughs> you, and, you, and, you and Brittany uh, watching Fifty Shades. You know, it was me, Brittany, Yee. and Mo Slinger. <laughs> Yes, and faith, of course. But yeah, <laughs> I sat beside Mo, and that was Strange. before. I think that was before I started dating Brittany, or right, right before, or right after. So it's very. Uh, it was funny because there were a lot of people in that theater that I remember getting there. And I was like, "Why the hell are they here? And who are they here with?" And it was a lot of dudes that played football that weren't there with anyone. <laughs> so I, I was, I remember thinking like, "Why the hell are they here?" <laughs> very weird atmosphere. Hmm. that's interesting takes though guys um i know for me so the the very first marvel movie that i watched was same as you bargo it was uh captain america winter soldier and i didn't even we just went to see it like i didn't even know that it was part of this huge uh universe leading up to a big end game um Mm -hmm. in 2019 i just thought it was a standalone movie i just thought it was uh i knew it was the second captain america movie but i had no idea like all these movies were connected um, and I think I didn't really know that until the very first Avengers movie came out in 2012, I believe. And when I watched that, it, it made me want to watch the other movies. So like Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. And then from then on, I saw every single movie in theater. So since 2012, 2013, I've seen every single movie. Did you and... go back and, and watch the ones before those? Yes, absolutely. You did? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So for me... I just like them. I mean, I like superhero movies. I like kind of um, picturing myself as that, like wishing my life was that in some areas of it. And then I also just kind of fell in love with it because no other movie, no other really anything has had what Marvel had in that you have all these different characters and all of them get their own story and they're all working up to one thing. So for for the 10 years that this has been going on, we all knew that it was going to end with this somehow. And so that was so cool is that there was no, oh, I wonder if they're going to come out with another Avengers. I wonder if they're going to come out with another, you know, Thor. No, we all knew 2019, the fourth Avengers was coming out and it was just kind of like we were along for the ride for all those years. And now that it happened here and so many big things happened and, I mean, this isn't a spoiler because I'm not going to say who died, but obviously some people die. It was just, I don't know, it was an incredible experience, and I'm sad that it's kind of over, but I think they're going to be kind of doing something new now, so hopefully hopefully they do that, but I don't think anything's ever... Nothing's ever going to beat the hype of this. It might beat the the record box because records are made to be broken, but I don't think it's ever going to match the hype of this. So Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 96%. Which is a very good score. And I might take some flack for this, but Black Panther was rained, was a 97 on mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, and that's just BS. You either give you either give Endgame a 100%, or you make Black Panther what it should have been in the 80s somewhere. Was it a good movie? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. to say it was a 97 is just absolutely absurd, and it's just politically based. That, that, that's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Um, 
Endgame is by far the best film. There is no beating that. Mm-hmm. I'm looking mm-hmm. at other Marvel Universe movies that are slated to come out. And the only other one that I see that's scheduled is a new Spider-Man movie. So there's a new Spider-Man coming out this year. And, um, there's, a, there's a Black Widow movie supposed to be coming out. Mm-hmm. There's going to be another Guardians of the Galaxy movie coming out. So that's why it's like, it's kind of exciting because I, I have no idea where they're going to go with it now. Because mm-hmm. it was all leading up. Everybody knew Thanos was the baddest guy in the universe and that's where it's going to end. And now it's like, well, do they kind of do another thing now where they do like a five or six year stretch and it's another villain? Mm-hmm. No idea. No clue. See, with movies like this, I it's hard for me to justify like Rotten Tomatoes giving them such high scores just because if you consider how much money they pour into these films, it's like mm-hmm. it's almost unfair compared to yeah. like other movies. And it's – I don't know. It just seems kind of – I mean I, I personally feel like the reason they give these movies such high scores usually – like what's the worst, uh, worst scored Marvel movie? You probably could it was name it, it was right? in the sixties. Yeah, regardless, it's still relatively high, and and sure, I and maybe it, this is me just not being a person who watches them. I just feel like a lot of those critics m- might have something in the game if yeah. they mm-hmm. rate these movies higher. Because I can think of a lot of lower budget films that I would much rather watch, but that just might be because I'm not into the superhero I, thing. I think know? definitely this film deserves the credit that it's getting. But like I said with Black Panther, I, I thought that was like an 80s maybe. Yeah. Um, there were other yeah, movies too, I think, like Spider-Man. I think Black I didn't Panther think... just had so much hype behind it because of the it was the first like true you know African-American. Yeah. Uh, or... I guess it wouldn't be African American, but the first true black star yeah. superhero, and it was and it was a great movie. I saw that one. I know I watched Black Panther. Yeah, it was good. It was I, very I it was good. good. It just I didn't think it was close to a hundred percent good. But again, that's that's just my opinion. I guess mm-hmm. um, to rate yeah. it higher than Endgame, I I think it's utterly ridiculous. But that's yeah, just I, I think Hayden has a, a good point where people almost have some sort of like leg in the game, and I think that's that's the case with a lot of different. Not necessarily even movie critics, but game critics too. You don't know. People can be so judgmental just based on like what they already like. Like if you said, hey, Kyle, you can be a game critic, go and rate 100 games. I'm going to start and the Kingdom Hearts series are going to get really higher views. And it's almost better for people that don't play video games or people with an outside perspective to go in there and say what's good and bad. And it's so hard to not be biased today. Because yeah. people have like this such a such a close attachment to like their childhood and nostalgia. It's like when a new Spash or uh, not Spash Crash or Spyro game comes out. Yeah, they're gonna be renowned because everyone's excited to see them back. But it's not doing anything revolutionary today. Yeah. So it's it's definitely hard. I feel like that that can translate over to pretty much everything though. Mm. Oh yeah, uh- absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, like for example, uh, Days Gone just came out on the PS4, and it's a it's a Sony exclusive, so you know it's going to get a lot of um, press. And there were a lot of people that said they didn't like it because they they don't like zombie games anymore. But there were a lot of people that loved it too. So it's like you're going to have that with everything, where whoever is reviewing it is going to have bias no matter what. You know what I mean? Like they they can say we're not biased at all, but there's still a little bit in there. I guarantee, yeah, some of those people in that room, whoever made the decisions, knew the hype, and I guarantee they knew that if they didn't give it at least in the 90s, they'd be getting crushed. 100%. But, but to be fair, even if they didn't put it in the 90s, they'd still be making $1.2 billion. So it doesn't matter what they give it. Right. I don't think anybody's going to see the movie because it's a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. No, mm-hmm. everybody's going to see it because it's the last Avengers movie. And because everyone's Something... talking about it and hyping it up because they've seen it already and talk about yes. how great it is. Yeah. 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 Something I've uh, been paying attention to lately has been uh, the Grand Theft Auto series, the video yeah. game Grand Theft Auto. Um, a lot of the thoughts right now within the critic world with Grand Theft Auto is they have no idea where Grand Theft Auto is going to go. Because they feel that Grand Theft Auto Five was kind of like a pinnacle, almost, in like it was the per- like one of the best examples of how to make a the best Grand Theft Auto game you can possibly make, and they they are consistently making like millions and millions of dollars from it from in game purchases and, and things like that, but the it's kind of like this where 
even if they come out with a new Grand Theft Auto, it's still going to do just as good as the one before because people wait six years in between for these amazing games to come out. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, absolutely. It's just that that like like Bargo said, the nostalgia and it's same thing with movies, video games, any anything that you look at, like with baseball cards with me, I. I see a baseball card and I'm, I get excited. And if it's from like anywhere, but before 1980 and after 1995, it's pretty exciting when you have a good player's rookie card or an, an autograph or something like that. It's we'll take just, uh take star Wars, for example. I mean, it's not exactly getting the best reviews ever, but you're still going to have that huge fan yeah. base. And even people who don't like necessarily love star Wars are still going to yeah. go see it. I don't, I don't know if you guys saw this, but did you see the, uh, the guy reacting to the star Wars trailer and he like was super like emotional about it. No, I, I don't know. That. You didn't see that. No, there was a, I think it's something we should talk about. Um, so this guy is super star Wars fan, him and his wife or girlfriend or whatever, super into star Wars, but his girlfriend wasn't around at the time to watch the trailer with him. And he filmed himself reacting and he got super emotional seeing like all the graphics and how great everything was. And he got so much heat online about being like so emotional and passionate about it because he was in tears, like watching, I don't even know the character, but the, she did some crazy cool move. And I thought it was cool. Like looking at the trailer, I thought it looked like a cool movie and people online were saying how, Oh, he's a, he's a wussy because he, was crying you know what i mean to a movie but i can name a few times where i've cried at movies you know (laughs) and if you Mm -hmm. and if you truly love the star wars series and i'm sure there's people that cried at the avengers endgame trailer and and stuff like that so it's and the same thing with game of thrones going on people Mm -hmm. are super into that and people are crying at that and getting emotional i don't think i always think there's going to be people that hate on people for getting into something but i really really was disappointed in seeing all the people give this guy slack just because he teared up at a scene at a whole trailer of star Wars, you know, Every, everybody loves stuff. Everybody gets invested in stuff. Everybody gets lost in stuff, whether that is, you know, it's all different. And so who are we to make fun of or, or, you know, torment or judge people who get right. into different things in us? Because I guarantee bar people think that, you know, us liking kingdom hearts is weird and feminine and gay if i might say you know what i mean Mm -hmm, but we all like different stuff um Mm -hmm. and i think i think those brands build that reputation too so if you look at something like kingdom hearts we're going to come in after waiting 15 years for a new kingdom hearts game and regardless of how good it is unless it's the worst thing in the world we're still going to think it's good oh yeah and that that's kind of why these movies why you get this big box office but like huge like explosion because Every other, almost every other Marvel movie has had a really good reputation and you get the word of mouth, people talking about how excited they are. They want to see the series. And and like you said, with Game of Thrones too, they just had the big war episode that had been eight seasons building up to. And I watched it last night, not to spoil anything. I don't want to, if, if no one's ever seen it before, I've never watched a single Game of Thrones episode prior to that. And I enjoyed it so much. I had really no clue what was going on. But the stuff that happened, I can really appreciate, like all the money they're pouring in, all the dedication that people like I used to not make fun of Aldo, but I kind of like you said, like, who are we to judge if you're really into something and you like it, enjoy it. I was I was shocked with how many people were like live tweeting the episode last night of Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. People were literally I, I tweeted about it. I said I was getting anxious for people because they were tweeting like they were in the actual, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, just... it, it's been eight seasons of buildup yeah. to get to one yeah. one episode where they're having the war that they've talked about in eight entire seasons. Like, yeah. there's yeah. not, And it's the same thing. Like, ex- the there's so many parallels with the Avengers because yeah. it all led up to this fight. Yeah, everyone from if you're a huge Iron Man fan, if you're a huge Captain America fan, if you liked one of the movies, you're going to watch this because you're going to see your guy. So you have everyone coming from even though it's the same universe from all these different films and portals to come see everyone come together and see what happens to who they really like. And and that's super cool. Absolutely. Um, So speaking of not giving away spoilers, 
Um, that's a big topic right now with Avengers Endgame is people spoiling, people not spoiling. I know the reason why I saw it the day after it came out was because I didn't think I'd be able to get by three or four days without accidentally seeing something, uh, which is kind of crazy to think about how fast things change and how, you know, how much jerks people are sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you heard in the ad, like the guy from Hong Kong who spoiled it for people and then they absolutely just... While they're in line, while they're in line, they were like, you know what, real quick, while we're waiting, we're going to beat the crap out of this guy. But um, real quick, before we list uh, a couple of our top movies, I wanted to ask you guys, because of the spoilers, do you guys remember um, any times where someone spoiled something like significant to you where you really wanted to watch something or you were in the middle of watching a show and someone just decided to drop something and, and be a jerk? So for mm-hmm. my end, I don't have many like movies because I'm not that big into movies. But Spike, you can relate to this. When we watch the, when we listen to the Square Enix conference or the Square Enix segment at E3, yes, yes. last which year, I, which I took off work for. Correct. It was very disappointing, yes. but there were also so many things like when they kept coming out with trailers. Not only then, but throughout. They kept coming out of these trailers, and you really could piece together everything and get a, a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there yeah. was a lot, like, not to say you watch them all, it, it's spoiling it for you, but they gave up almost all of their cinematics. And then at the very, probably two, three months before it came out, uh, Square Enix uh, on Instagram came out and put an apology letter because the ending cinematic had leaked. Yeah, and and we didn't watch it or listen to it, but I know we were talking about it, and I was like, "You really, really want to, but you don't because it's it's ten, twelve years of build up, and for that to slip for five minutes, like you're not gonna get the like what you want from that. You're not gonna get any sort of like feeling of of it's over or awesome. They did this yeah. or they did that. You you gain nothing from just getting the end of a movie. If uh... A video game like Kingdom Hearts, the cinematic leaks because they're obviously putting out too many trailers or too many clips at a time. Do they did they go out back and make any changes so that it wasn't that? You know what I mean? Did you take a look at the cinematic afterwards and point out any differences or? No, I I, I know I didn't. Um, I just kind of played the game. No, I didn't. I didn't look at any of that stuff. I didn't compare to see if it was like really the true leak or not. That's actually a really good question, though. Maybe I should do that. Yeah, that's something to dig into. I mean, all the different like lead up cinematics that they had, like build up to it, were ended, well, Bargo, up, ended up being in the game. Bargo, real quick before you keep going, I remember us having a conversation saying they're releasing way too many trailers. Let's just mm-hmm. stop. So the last two or mm-hmm. three trailers that they released, me and you didn't even watch Correct. because we yeah. thought that we thought that they were just showing off so much. And one of the one of the um, you know true magic of kingdom hearts is the disney worlds that's in it and me and you thought it would have been so cool if they would have only announced like two or three but they announced every single world and it's like it kind of ruins it unfortunately that's the kind of world we live in where people aren't going to do things people aren't going to watch things people aren't going to buy things unless they see a bunch of it you know what i mean because we're more of a a visual society now yeah no i i completely agree i i think it's exactly what happened we we had that sort of moment where we were like yeah they're releasing way too much stuff and i know they're trying to hype it up for people that aren't necessarily into it like that's their marketing they're trying to push out whatever content they have but there there's a fine line that you don't want to cross to where you don't you want to hype up newer people and show off newer and cooler things but give us some level of secrecy and and like something that the game comes out and everyone's like, Oh my God, this world's in here. And we both thought that that might be, it might be the case. And I know two, three, four days before release, we were pretty much, we knew like it wasn't coming. Like we knew everything that, that it had to offer in terms of like high level content. Pretty much. No, absolutely. That's gotta be Uh, super disappointing. (laughs) It kind of was to be honest. I mean, obviously we enjoyed it because it was almost a 30 hour game, but at the same time it was like, there weren't really any surprises either. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? That's true. Um, but anyways, Hayden, do you, do you have any good spoiler stories where someone absolutely just ruined someone, something for you? Uh, it, I feel like it happened with me with a video game and it was because I couldn't play it yet. And 
Oh, I know exactly what it was. It was Detroit Become Human. So oh, I watched great game, great game. Yeah, it was a really great game. And I it was last when did it come out? It was like eight months ago, maybe? It was April of last year, I believe. Yeah, a year ago or now. May of wow. last year, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember texting you about it. But I uh I watched one video just to like get get kind of feel what it was about, and then I buy the game. Well, I ended up reading a couple comments and it like ruined the game for me. <laughs> oh it, man. The, somebody ruined like the whole plot of the the game and all the different endings. And I, I just like, I couldn't stop myself from reading it. Cause I was so into it. Like after the first episode, that's where I, I suffer. Like you guys prevented yourselves from being, being spoiled a, a little bit. Yeah. I, I didn't. And I remember being so mad at myself, but I ended up playing the game anyway because it really is based on choices you make. Yeah. So absolutely. it was it was pretty interesting to see the ending I got, and I for, I forget the ending I got. I, I believe uh, Connor, I, I made him a good guy, and I'm pretty sure I had the majority of people live except for the redheaded guy. Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? I, I do. I had I had Connor being a good guy too, except everybody else died, especially Connor. <laughs> Oh man! Anytime I play, but, anytime I play games like that, everybody dies. I don't know what I do wrong. <laughs> it's because you tried to save everybody. Yeah, I think I'm just a good person, and like for some reason, I never play the bad character. Like I say, I'm going to, and then as soon as like you can save this person, or you know, I I, I always do it. Yeah, I I tried to value whose life was more important, and yeah, the one scene was uh, who was the girl? What was the girl's name? That not the little girl, but the girl that had the little girl. I know exactly what we're talking about. But too. she was uh, with that the big. She was with the big, uh, big husky guy walking around. Yeah. And it came to a scene at the airport where you could either sacrifice the redheaded guy because he he stood by you and for everything you've done for him, or you could just continue on with through security and blah blah blah. It was Kara. Yeah, Kara. Right. And I chose to let the redhead guy yeah. <laughs> die because it saved all three of them because they acted like they were parents and they needed to get through security because she was sick. And it was, man, that was yeah. such a good game. Bargo, did you play Detroit Become Human? I did not. Man, Great game. you need to play it because you would love it. It's like kind of like Heavy Rain made by the same people. See, yeah. I'm not big into story-driven games, which sounds really That's weird because I'm really big into Kingdom Hearts. But I don't know. This is going to be a really, really weird, but I don't really like video games that much. I just like collecting them. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I just lost respect. I just lost respect, you, kind of. You used to love video games. I know, but I feel like the more that I, I try to play them, the more I don't like them. Like, I tried to play I tried to play Spyro the other day, and I was like, oh my god, this is so boring. All the levels are the same. Like, wow. <laughs> I either get really, really invested in, in something I wasn't really into or, like, the deep RPGs and, like, Nino Cooney and Kingdom Hearts. Like, those two, you get so immersed into not necessarily the story. You get immersed into the story, but you get immersed into all the different aspects of gameplay. And I like when there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. The games, That's I why also... I'm shocked you don't want to play Red Dead. See, I'm also a person that doesn't hop on the bandwagon with things. So that's probably but, why I don't like, man, I'm not big I'm into Marvel movies. That's probably why I haven't played red dead. I didn't play GTA five or whatever. Is that? I didn't know. Get... So, Listen, there we go. Bargo, you need to play red dead. Both of you need to play red dead. That's so much time though. <laughs> it's not, but here's the thing though. That that's the thing about that story is that, you, whatever time you put into it is okay. It doesn't matter if you pl- play it over a whole year span. The game's not going to get boring because it's just like so submersive. You know what I mean? You, like they, Rockstar puts so much effort into making everything around you interactive that it's it's just easy to hop on and keep playing it. Even if you beat the the main story, there's still many side quests. There's bounty hunts and there's there's hunting and it's just I loved it, but. That's I mean, to I'm be fair, games. I've never heard anyone talk anything bad about Red Dead. The, actually, yeah. I take that back. The only thing I heard was there was a lot of like just letting your horse in autopilot moments. But at the same yeah. time, like they made it so you could do that. That way you could be doing other things while that happens. Yeah, like, yeah, because the, the, it'd be like a movie on the screen. And right. it, you, you could put your horse on autopilot and it'd be mm-hmm. like a movie. And then if you wanted to like do something around the house while that scene is playing, or mm-hmm. if you want to just watch it like a movie instead of having to move your horse and keep it 
going, you can do that too. But right. yeah. And, and it, I will say that the story is very long and it's a lot of riding your horse around and getting places. And, but it's just rockstar did such a great job of making everything look phenomenal that it's, it's worth the time traveling because it actually feels as if you're in that world and you're on the mountains on your horse while it's snowing and you have three feet of snow up to your horse's knees. And it's, it's crazy. Awesome. I loved hmm. it, but yeah, nice. I definitely do have to try it at some point, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, I have 2,700 other games I need to try too. That's a good point, but you hate <laughs> video games. So why would you play them? Okay. I didn't say I hate them. I'm just, <laughs> so a lot of people that you would think, Oh, he has so many video games. He plays video games all the time. I don't know if it's just, I don't have time for them or I just, I like the hobby of buying video Maybe games. Maybe overwhelm and, yourself because you have so many. Well, if I had like, it's funny because whenever I, whenever a new game comes out that I'm into, whether it be Kingdom Hearts or it's uh, MLB The Show, I get really immersed into one game. And when that kind of dies off, it's not like I don't have options around here to play, but it's just nothing. <laughs> it sounds terrible. I don't have anything I want to play of 2,700 things, but it, I'd rather just be doing other things. What about you, Spike? So I remember when, do you guys ever watch the Saw series? No, too scary. Too scary. Um, <laughs> so I won't, I won't describe. I, I liked I won't, it. Did you see Saw 1 then, Hayden? Yeah, I saw all of them. So um, do you remember uh, the very first one, how like during the whole movie, Jigsaw is laying on like the bathroom floor and they think he blew his brains out? I think so. Like he's I, laying I, on the ground and they have to get out of that, like, like that gross looking bathroom. Oh yeah. Yeah. Time. It's either cut your arm off or. Yeah. And at the very yeah. end, he like stands up and says game over. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I remember I was watching that and I was in the middle of it and, um, I was on the bus to go to school. I still had to finish it. I was only halfway through and I told someone I was watching saw and he's like, yeah, man, how about when he, wa when he got up at the very end and was alive? And it just like completely ruined the movie for me because in that movie, you think he's dead the entire time. And then at the very, very end, he he like gets up because he was just sleeping pretty much, gets up, looks at the guy, says game over and slams the door and it's at the end of the movie. And yeah. the kid on the bus just completely ruined that for me. Like that was a huge, huge like turn of the movie and just wow. completely ruined it. And it, it like... I watched the rest of the series, but in my opinion, no movie was better than that in the series, and it just completely ruined it. Yeah. That, was, it, was that a Belleville kid? It was an Allensville kid. Hmm. Typical. Allensville people. Yes. <laughs> I, I see. I've had just another example. <clears throat> House of Cards in, on Netflix. Yeah. I, I forget who it was in college. I didn't get to a certain episode yet and he completely spoiled it for me. It might've been Orndorff, but after that I, I stopped watching because I was so angry yeah. that I, I like, it just ruined the series for me and I, I didn't want to watch it anymore. So that's why I'm in the habit now of just like anytime someone mentions a show or a movie that I haven't watched yet. The first thing I say is don't talk anything about it because I haven't watched it yet because I know like, of course the very first thing they're going to say is the biggest plot twist of the movie, whatever movie it may be. Yeah, I, I have one now because I was watching Grey's Anatomy and Peps, uh, Peps didn't even watch it the whole way through, but his girlfriend had watched it the whole way through. And she was like, oh, did you see when this person died yet? I'm like, what? He's like, I think that's like, exactly. the same, I think that's the same season you're in. I'm like, I'm not there yet. That's what <laughs> and I, yeah, so and like, that completely ruined it. <laughs> yeah, like in shows when people say, oh, where are you in, in the show? And you're like, oh, I don't know, like mid season three. And they're like, oh, like right after this guy dies. And you're like. Yeah. No, no, yeah. like he is very much living. Uh, that makes me grit yeah. my teeth right now. I know it's very, very pet annoying. Peeves, huh? <laughs> pet peeves number two uh, coming next week, everybody. <laughs> um, all right, guys, let's move on just for time's sake. Um, we're gonna list our at least our top two movies of all time. Um, kind of name it. Uh, you don't really have to give a synopsis of it, but why it's your favorite. Maybe it was because where you watched it, who you watched it with, or just the movie itself. Um, Hayden, let's start with you. Let's go your number two movie of all time. Okay. So we're going two to one. Two to one. Yep. Uh, number two movie of all time is Walk the Line. Uh, if you don't know what the movie is, it's basically a life, what a biofilm, I guess, a biopic of Johnny Cash's life. And it's 
a great musical movie and it's just a great drama and it shows all the bad and good aspects of Johnny's life. Uh, some may argue that it's not 100% historically accurate, but it's a movie. So not everything is going to be historically accurate. Uh, I think Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Reese Witherspoon probably had two of their best performances in their entire careers in that movie. And the work they put in to actually sing Johnny's songs and Johnny yeah. songs. It, it's just, I think, one of their top movies in their career. And it's probably not going to get recognized as their best movies. I, I believe Reese may have won an Oscar for it, not Joaquin, but regardless, it just such a great movie. And obviously me being such a Johnny cash stand. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I, I really like it. It's a movie that I can throw on and I still watch it from beginning to end and not like not pay attention. So I, I love it, especially the scene when he's he goes into Folsom Prison for the first time and he's playing for the prisoners. One of the most iconic scenes in his career, I think. Uh, and especially when he's oh, there's a there's also a scene where he's drunk and carrying on while uh, June is coming in, and th- those two play they they played off each other really well. So I actually never got to watch it, but I do remember when it came out, and it was it was pretty huge. You never watched it? No, I just, I never really got a chance to. I remember Joaquin being, you know, Johnny Cash, and I remember Witherspoon being in yeah. it. I just never had to yeah, watch it'd it. Yeah, it'd be, I'm surprised you never watched it. You would actually really enjoy it, especially being a country music fan. Yeah. You would actually enjoy it. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I like I said, I remember it coming out, and it was a, it was a pretty, pretty big film. How long ago was that? Oh, my, 2007? I was going to say, it's, wow. it seems like it's been a while. Seems like it's been a while. Uh, Bargo, what's. Yeah, go ahead. And then, uh, Bargo, what's your number two? Oh, 2005. I'm sorry. 2005. Wow. 14 years ago. Wow. So for me, it's hard to narrow down to five, let alone three, let alone two. And this wasn't even on my initial list. But the more I think about it, I love sports movies. And yeah. if, I, if I did my top ten, probably eight of the ten would be sports movies and just movies that I watched when I was at my cabin as a kid with my dad and my brother. But one of my favorites of all time is Major League. Which was nineteen eighty nine. It's it's a fantastic movie. movie. Got uh, Wild Thing, which was it was Charlie Sheen, but I think it was, I think his name was like Rick Vaughn, Ricky Vaughn, Ricky Vaughn. Yeah, and then there were just so many characters and so many different personalities in there. Not only celebrities, but just like who they depicted, like Willie Mays Hayes, um, which was Wesley Snipes, and just a lot of different people that that really showcased what baseball could be. Uh, cause I obviously watched it way past 89 since I wasn't born until 96, but just looking at like all the different like characters, uh, in like, not just like development, but like how the MLB could really be and, and how, how interesting all these people could be. So I really liked that. Um, and then just another one I wanted to throw out there was the Sandlot. They're pro- they have to be tied for a second. I have to put them oh, both there. Yeah, I don't even know why I didn't put the Sandlot in my list. Yeah, Sandlot's great. I mean, anytime I, I think of a movie, it's Sandlot. Benny you don't the like Jet. That, yeah. <laughs> Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Yes. Benny the Jet Rodriguez, iconic. And then you got to think about it. Every Halloween, people dress up as uh, Smalls and is it killing me? Wendy Peppercorn. Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah. Or Squints. Is it Squints and Wendy Peppercorn? Yeah, yeah. Squints yeah, was the one to kiss her. Yeah. Because Smalls is the. The You're killing character. me, Smalls. Yeah. Yep. It's that one. Yeah. Yep. What a good movie. Spike. Oh, great. Number two for me is The Shawshank Redemption, and I don't know if you guys ever watched that. Yeah. Negative. That surprises me. That's your number two. That is uh, – so 1994 came out. Um, if Forrest Gump wouldn't have came out that year, Shawshank would have won every single uh, award. But yeah. because, For- because Forrest Gump came out that year, well – of course, that was just a massive move. It's Shawshank. Um, I probably saw it like five or six years ago for the first time. And usually for me, movies, I have to watch like two or three times to truly love it. Like I'll, I'll like the movie, but I won't truly think that it's like one of my favorites until the second or third time. I like I'm still just as uh, into it as the last. So Shawshank to me is one of those movies. It's got uh, it's got uh, Tim Robbins in it. It's got Morgan Freeman in it. Um, a, a prison break movie, but more than just a prison break movie. It's a guy who is wrongfully convicted 
Um, and he, Andy Dufresne, he pretty much just tells his story and um, goes down to say once in Mexico. And it's just a great movie, an instant classic. Uh, Got to watch it if you haven't watched it yet. Um, like I said, would have beaten out for any other movie if Forrest Gump wouldn't have come out that year. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know it's tough to add comment to a movie you haven't seen. So that's that's why I actually yeah. struggled making this list because it's my top three. I was like, you know what? I bet these guys haven't watched these movies. But you know what? They're still my favorite, and I'm not going to lie. So, so, so these are these are your actual top three? Absolutely, by far. Okay. Gotcha. By yeah, far. Shawshank is a really good movie, though. Oh, it's 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 fantastic. Every single time it's on like AMC, which it's on like once every single week, I swear. I I, I will sit down and watch it every I time. Did, it got a ninety one. Do you think Shawshank's better than or do you think Avengers Endgame is better than Shawshank Redemption? Ooh, like I said, um like I said before, I, I would have to watch it like two or three times just to see if I'm still into it as much. I yeah. probably, but at this point, this is my list so far. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um so, yeah, I mean, we won't have too much discussion about it, but uh, Hayden, what's your number one? Okay, so I thought about it like mid-podcast here, and I used to watch this. I, there's two movies I have tied for number one, and it's Saving Private Ryan and The Patriot. Saving Private Ryan is obviously a classic uh, <clears throat> Tom Hanks movie, Yep, and it's there's something about war movies that I really love. And it, it's the history. It's being able to feel like you're on the battlefield and uh, the story behind it and who the lead character is. And Tom Hanks in that movie was absolutely phenomenal in Saving Private Ryan. And then the t- movie that I tied it with was The Patriot, Mel Gibson's Patriot with Heath Ledger in it. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, rest in peace. And The Patriot just throws you into the Revolutionary War. You feel absolutely. like You feel like you're – in the revolution and it's yeah. awesome and i i would watch that all the time going up to my uncle's camp whenever we did fishing trips and he would have a, a, a vcr and that would be the only tape i would play the whole so time. one of the reasons why i love saving private ryan is because of tom hanks performance not just because of his performance but because when i think of tom hanks i would never think of that i would never think of him being in a war movie so the fact that he the fact that he overcomes my my not my bias but my opinion towards him and is great in it that's why I love it even more. Yeah, yeah, it's not a typical expected Tom Hanks film. Yeah, you absolutely know? not. You oh, know, you yeah. think because you think of all these different actors and what they play. I mean, you you think of Morgan Freeman as like kind of the older guy with the great voice. You think of Tom Cruise as like the young cocky guy. You think right. of, and then you think of Tom Hanks. You would never think a a, a war movie. Yeah, he it, that got a ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Saving Private Ryan did great movie, and the Patriot didn't do nearly as well. It got like a sixty one percent. But see, the Patriot's great. I, in my I, just, opinion. I don't understand how that's yeah. Right, but yeah, it's probably just because it's Mel Gibson and critics don't really they don't like, like him. Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, it, but it's man, Saving Private Ryan easily one of my favorite. There's nothing more iconic than that D Day scene. No, oh, that's it's a beautiful scene. I love it. It's just, I mean, it's it's gruesome in all the right ways. And it shows, it makes you feel like so much more sorry for the victims of world war two and the people that suffered through it and a, a profound respect for any war veteran that you yeah. encounter in your daily life. And I think that's what was important about the movie, especially right before it came out in 1998. That's three years before nine 11. Think about how that pop culture movement of seeing these, these soldiers go through this, in on in film and then three years later we have a terrorist attack and we end up going to war in iraq that's crazy yeah yeah it's just you know the war on terrorism and all that it's just a great movie i would probably slightly put saving Private ryan above the patriot but the patriot as well just just something about how they both submerge you into the battlefield is great or did you ever watch that I did not. I might have in school if we watched it in school. I feel like that's something. What what war series or movie did we watch in school a lot? Um, is that Band of Brothers? Band of yeah. Brothers is what I'm thinking of. That was it. Was that a series or a movie? Series. Okay. Like a, like an eight part series or something like that. Gotcha. I very well might not have watched this. You you need to watch Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> well, I, that, yeah, I would I would say Saving Private Ryan. I have not seen the Patriot. Oh, the Patriot. I would say yeah. that of our. 
of our list here, there are four or five movies that everybody should watch, whether you even like the movies or not, because they're just classics. Um, yeah, Saving Private Ryan is one of them. Saving Private Ryan is definitely one. Uh, Shawshank Redemption is definitely one. Gladiator is one. Wolf of Wall Street is one. Walk the Line is one. So we um, talk about how we hate spoilers, and Spike just spoiled my top movie. I was actually segueing into it. Oh, well, here's my own segue. Hayden said the most iconic scene uh, in, in movie history was from, was it from The Patriot? Is that what you were saying? The, oh, from the, uh, the D-Day scene. Oh, the D-Day scene in Private Ryan, right. So I will one-up that, and I say the most iconic scene in film was the initial humming scene from Wolf of Wall Street with Matthew <laughs> really? McConaughey. I think, it's, I think it's when DiCaprio is going, I'm not Evan leaving. <laughs> yeah. I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah, I, that's true. There were a lot of really good scenes in Wolf of Wall Street. And I remember I never actually watched it until I think freshman year uh, of college. Um, I don't think, and if I did, it might've been like senior year or something. But I remember that was one of those movies that, if you couldn't get your hands on it, like it, it was not a movie that your mom would buy you to rent or, or oh, would let you sure. rent. Um, and I remember there's just so many things about college that relate back to this movie, even though it was made in 2013. So you have the humming scene that we had a, we, a song that was named after. The, yeah. The one of the biggest movie. party songs was Jordan Belfure. And, and that was something that you heard for two, three years, whether it was new and exciting or old and why the hell are these people still playing it? Uh, and then in football, I remember a few games specifically, uh, it was Muhlenberg going into going into the Muhlenberg game my junior year. We did the, the chest beat thing, and Joel had a pick six to start the game. And we were like, this is our game. And then, of course, we ended up losing. But... That 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 moment was such like a hype up hype up thing, and there's just so many big name actors and actresses in this movie too. You had Jonah Hill playing uh, his best friend, which was Donny Azoff, and essentially, if you've never seen Wolf of Wall Street, go watch it. It's a good glimpse of what not to do in the stock market, but it, it, it's crazy how accurate it really was. Without because I mean, it just to me, it's crazy how crazy the story it is itself. Like the fact uh-huh. that that they were able to pull this off and essentially screw all these people out of their money and uh, really push the whole pump and dump, yeah. <laughs> the whole that ideology and that scam, and, and yeah, get I away get, with it as long I get as they super, did. I, I get super. I think it's super crazy how he even got out of prison then and mm-hmm. for serving prison time, and he's made a successful life out of how he sold like these yeah, things. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's teaching people every day to sell the way he did even if he did sell illegally right well exactly and the book that the movie was based on was written by him in 2009 so there i mean he essentially became like this this great public speaker and person talking and giving advice afterwards and you know who else has done that i don't know if you guys know who martin scrilly is you know that yeah. is yeah, with the pharmaceutical guy. Yeah, did you know he's? I haven't seen him recently, but after that, shortly after that, he made a whole series on YouTube and did a bunch of webinars, like educating people how to get rich off of the stock market, like highs and lows, and how he trades. Oh, really? And that was completely to, like different from the pharmaceutical, like inflation of how much those drugs cost based on like just buying that company and pushing it up. Like he has. He's a really, really interesting individual who you kind of look at and he knows what he did and he knows it's wrong, whether or not he regrets it or not. I, I doubt either of these two regret doing what they do, but being able to kind of hop onto the good side then and educate people and not screwing people, not not <laughs> screwing people in the same way out of their money is yeah. uh, is really interesting to me. So great, great movie. Uh, a plus. So, I'm going to one-up your one-up. Oh, I don't know if that's possible. It, no, it actually is. It actually, I'm going to two-up. Um, if you look up most iconic scene in film history, the very first uh, thing that pops up is the 36th, uh, let's see, the 36th greatest movie scenes ever made. Um, and number one belongs to the Shawshank Redemption. 
Hmm. So that's 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 interesting. But anyways, um, my number one, and I have mentioned this on this podcast before, is Interstellar. And again, you guys have never watched it. So yeah. <laughs> what a good movie. What a great Listen, movie. What a great we, list by Spike Saltzer. Yep. And it was about space. A, yep. We should have a movie night where we sit down and we just go through our top three movies. So we'll start off watching Wolf of Wall Street. Then we'll go watch Saving Private Ryan and we'll watch or we'll watch The Patriot because Barker hasn't seen The Patriot. Yeah. And then we'll watch Interstellar as the finale. So the reason why Interstellar to me is my favorite is because it checks off every single checklist like ever for me in that it keeps my attention, has great acting, the music like I still I still listen to the Interstellar soundtrack all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, My favorite actor, Christopher Nolan, who did the Dark Knight trilogy and Inception. Um, and just the story itself about space constantly makes you think every time I watch it, I still have more questions. Um, I told you guys before where, you know, he went, you know, off the space to find a colony for earth to inhabit. And when he got back, his like 12 year old daughter was now like 98 and in her deathbed. And he was the same age. It's just, it's absolutely incredible. The first time that I watched it, I just remember I couldn't take my eyes off of the screen, just how beautiful it was. It won several awards on like best lighting and, and best cinematography and all that. Um, can't talk enough positively about this movie. It's absolutely incredible. And as a chief astronomer, I'm sure you really liked that movie as well. Astrophysicist, sure. Astrophysicist, um, get yeah. I, po- I apologize. Right. I apologize. Yeah. And, and it, D1 football player. <laughs> yes. And I'm not pompous. So that's nice. Uh. Um, inside joke inside joke i'm changing my top movie to emperor's new groove (laughs) because that that is a fantastic it is a good movie that is a good movie that is and i'll tell you what real quick for the sake of uh for the sake of time why don't you guys list off um the rest of the movies on your list Uh, don't talk too much about them but at least list them off so we can give them some credit yeah so mine were happy gilmore which is a fantastic movie great movie Blindside, great movie. Also, also great movie, great acting as well. Twelve Angry Men. I know. I think Hayden, you've seen that. Spike, have you seen I've that? Seen, I've seen that. Yeah. Very. I like that movie a lot. Uh, good movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little hard to watch. Cause it was nineteen fifties, but it, good, it was good movie. Good, good theme. Toy Story. Great movie. Great series. Great series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Toy Story two better than Toy Story, but I mean, it all had to start somewhere, right? And then uh, I had Wreck It Ralph down because I talked before how. Brittany and I had watched Wreck-It Ralph 2 and it brought us both to tears because cried, it hit yeah. us so hard. Yeah, So I have to put Wreck-It Ralph down because I don't normally get emotional about movies. Amen. And Moana. Moana. I get emotional Dude, Moana is a great movie. I, I still listen to the soundtrack of that too. Oh, way, oh, way. Yeah, never seen oh, it. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We're, we're, we're going to listen to that. Hayden, you have to watch Moana. I'll watch it on Netflix. I'll watch it on Netflix tonight. No, you have Wait, to watch it's not it on Netflix me. anymore, is it? Probably. Uh, I think it still probably is. I don't think Disney okay. Yank and their stuff. All right. Soon. Well, let me give me give you uh, my last two. Uh, number three I had was Hateful Eight. Have you guys seen Hateful Eight? Yep. Nope. Yep. Great oh. movie. <laughs> I sense a theme. <laughs> and then number four, Django Unchained. Great movie as well. Going Something, for Tarantino. Going for Tarantino, Tarantino here, dude. Tarantino films are my favorite films ever. And shout out Matt Gaynor for getting me on the Pulp Fiction grind and watching Pulp Fiction and all the Tarantino films because man, woo, they so, take you through a whirlwind. Tarantino's great. So yeah, I don't even know why I'm gonna. I don't even know why I'm gonna give my number three film because chances are nobody's ever watched it. And uh, yeah, so that's that's very interesting. But I'll go ahead anyways. Uh, Gladiator is my number three film. And uh, that one of a, a ton of awards back in 2001. That sounds like a budget version of 300. <laughs> uh, Gladiator makes 300. Part of my language. Gladiator makes 300 look like it's bitch. Really? Awards wise, viewership wise, not oh, even close. Shit. Not awards wise. No way. No. Fargo, you really, you really don't want to test me here. I think I do. Okay, go ahead and look up 300 awards, and I'm gonna look up Gladiator awards. And the Gladiator was not better than 300, though. You're you're right. I forgot the 300 won Academy Award for Best Picture. Man, I I just Wait, I would I be love... I'd be curious to see what else came out in 2006 because 300 was such a good movie, and and I've not seen Gladiator, so I can't say directly it's better than the other. But 
I find Golden, it really hard Golden to believe Globe a movie I've never picture. heard of. Academy Award for Best Actor, Academy Award for Best Picture, Academy Award yeah. for Best Sounding Mixing, Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. I don't know. Go on. Academy Award for Best Costume Design. Okay. Who cares about that? Yeah, I don't. I don't think the awards really matter because yeah. there, there are a lot of times. Listen, I will say this. Shout out Matt Gaynor again. If there's one thing he's taught me about movies, and he's like a film expert, it's that those awards half the time don't even matter because it's got given to films that don't really even deserve it half the time i i will tell you guys this i will tell you guys this that if you talk to anybody who has watched both films it will not even be close gladiator is a better film oh shit i i forgot my number five movie it's <laughs> what is it <laughs> he forgot <laughs> can, can i tell you guys my number five go Please. ahead it's find the pennies <laughs> matt gainer's documentary oh, which I worked jesus on. <laughs> Go check it out on YouTube now. Good it Lord. is about Lewistown. It actually was pretty interesting. It was interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty cool. I'm looking up Gladiator versus 300 now. So I'm looking at box. <laughs> I'm looking at so box upset. office. So I'm looking at box office. It's and, not even close. Box office? Well, okay, you got to look at the times too. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. Is is Gladiator had an edge, and that was five years before. So you would imagine that. If you scale it, I don't know how those type of things scale, but I would imagine. And the budget for now, the budgets are the budgets are the no, they're not the exact same. They're very similar. Um, hold on, here I'm gonna get an no, official consensus. Uh, no, Gladiator had a dub had double the budget. Wow. Therefore, Gladiator <laughs> loses. Yes, wow. therefore Gladiator loses. It's just like the the superhero movies. No one really. The only reason they're good is because they have a ton of money in them. <laughs> I have to watch. I have to watch Gladiator because if you think it's that much better than Three Hundred, and I loved Three Hundred, I not probably love Gladiator. So it's not even close. See, don't say it's not even close because <laughs> it really isn't. It, it just. Oh, I'm not saying I like Three Hundred, but Gladiator is by far and away the better film. Gladiator is almost three hours long. Yeah, it's a great a story. Long it does not movie. feel that long. <laughs> Matt Gaynor says three hundred. Well, I mean, it's 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 hit. Listen, it's his right as an American opinion or American citizen to be wrong. So that's fair. I will that's I will fair. say the spike. I will watch as a way to wrap this up. I will watch three hundred again, and I will watch Gladiator. Looking at the awards, you definitely have and and the box office and everything. You definitely have the See, edge on this, and you've seen both. But yes, and even looking at like Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, IMDb, it's it's definitive that Gladiator is better than Three Hundred. But again, that's based on the time. But it's also because Gladiator is a better story, and I'm not saying Three Hundred doesn't that's have a subjective. good story. No, no, no. Three Hundred definitely me, has a better talk, story. If you would let me talk, no, Three Hundred has a good story, but it's also a ton of like a ton of violence, which Gladiator is too. But Gladiator definitely spends a lot more time in the story. I guess that's just like I how just, we all differ. And it's based and it's based on one guy. It's not based on an art. Oh, I disagree. You disagree guess, that it's based on one guy. I think there's I think there's so much more interesting history based on three hundred. But you haven't watched Gladiator, have you? No, but I you know. So I, I have actually I have the upper hand because I've watched both. Correct. Doesn't matter. And that, and that that's what I said. You definitely do have the upper hand, and that's why I want to go watch both of them. And like I said, I really liked three hundred. So if you think Gladiator is that much better than 300, I probably will really enjoy Gladiator. But uh, you're also known for being a lot more immersed in the story as opposed to what I like the best about 300. I know it's a movie. It's story is important. But what I like the best about 300 is all the violence and all the all the crucial scenes. Like, I, I think that I'll, I'll probably still like 300 better, but I'll give it a chance. No, if you if you if you no if you like that more then yeah, you'll like 300 more. That's mm -hmm. fair. Yeah. I think I think I'm just gonna go into it probably biased because you're telling me I'm gonna like I the no I'm not I'm telling just, you that at all I am telling no, you're, you you're, Gladiator is the better film yeah that's that's why I'm gonna go into it subject, subjectively looking at that. it poorly already hey I hope you do <laughs> you're gonna ruin a good film Man, for you're yourself, getting really though. heated about this spike uh, my goodness you're, you're that into Gladiator so that's you're, why I really that's I why Gladiator. I really need to watch it yeah. I love Gladiator. I like how Spike's like, I'm actually not, and he's actually totally. No, this is another example of you guys saying this when I'm not, but then it makes me that way. 
Now, if if, okay. Spike, if, if you t- Spike, if you told me that Moana was not a good movie, and that something was better than Moana, I would fight to the death and say that something's better. Or that Moana's Moana's better. Moana's right. great. Moana's great. Right. So I re- I respect your taste in that in that regard. And the soundtrack is awesome. People go get a listen. Mm, absolutely. Just a little side note here. I just realized Chris Stapleton was in the battle last night. Was he really? Yeah, what? in Game of Thrones. He was a White Walker in Game of Thrones. Oh my god. So You're kidding. I swear. Oh. Are there a bunch of celebrities that were in? I, I think I heard that somewhere. Yep. A bunch of like make appear like cameos. Thrones season eight. Uh Nick Jet no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh yeah okay i'm gonna wrap it up yeah you guys have anything else to add i do not unless this go. article starts to tell me something different so yeah i'm all good right. so once again guys thank you so much for listening uh we really appreciate it you guys keep us going keep us motivated um like i said before please subscribe um us and leave us a review on your preferred podcast platform whether it's itunes or spotify or anything like that Again, check us out on social media at Vacant House PC. Again, at Vacant House PC, Instagram, Twitter, and all that. Um, and send us a question on our mailbag uh, so we can have an episode and maybe you'll get featured. And I know that's what everybody's dream is to get featured on the Vacant House podcast. Um, so, again, thanks everybody. Give us a follow, give us a like, feedback. Love it. Until next time, keep your thoughts alive. Mm-hmm.